Hello, this is Michael Ewer, and I'd like to invite you to The Michael Ewer Show, featuring student hosts and very special guests talking about a variety of interesting topics. You can find us on the Eagle Stream YouTube channel. Welcome, Welcome to, to The Michael, Michael Ewer Show. Today is a very special day because it marks a transformation. Eagle Stream has moved up to our area of media, and that will be run by Mr. Dr. Carlos McCormick. <laughs> and still we have uh, Sarah Rothman with us. So today what we're doing is we're transitioning to get the students to try to think about hosting their own shows as well as learning about all of the opportunities we have at Wake Tech. So I'm going to right now just briefly have the students introduce themselves, and I'm going to start with Alfonso, if you can give us like a 30-second. Yes, sir. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Alfonso Hedgepath. I'm in the Associate of Arts program here at Wake Tech. I plan to transfer to North Carolina Central for accounting and possibly finance. Okay. Eduardo. Hi, my name is Eduardo Proterias, and I'm currently in um, my associate's in project management. Uh, plan to transfer hopefully to UNCG or maybe UNC Charlotte, Stone Cider, but yeah. Right, John. John. Hi everyone, John Williams. I'm a major in computer programming, trying to get a little bit of cyber security too. And that's about it. All right, so, so now, now our special, special guest is Mr. Freddie Green. Can you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? About yourself, and I'm gonna move out of the way. And after that, the students are gonna begin interviewing you. Okay. Thank okay, you. Okay. Okay. Yes, I'm Freddie Green. Uh, I'm a saxophonist uh, here in North Carolina. Originally from Franklinton, North Carolina. I'm a former student of St. Augustine's College and North Carolina Central University. Um, my preferred instrument is the soprano saxophone. Even though all saxophones are basically the same, but my preferred is the soprano saxophone. And I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for the invite. Quick question. Um, mm -hmm. what, what are the different uh, types of saxophones and why uh, soprano? Well, it's, it's several different types of saxophones. They, they range from the contrabass saxophone that is has a bell on about this big and you actually have to step up on something to play it. It ain't nothing you hold. It's a great big thing. Then you got the bass saxophone, comes down a little bit more, and you got the barrier saxophone, which you might see in a band. It's a big, heavy sounding saxophone. And then you have the, uh, the tenor saxophone, which most people say is the, is, is the cream of the saxophones, but it's a matter of opinion. And, um, then you got the alto, which is a smaller one like this here, small alto. Then you have the soprano, which can come straight, like I prefer the straight soprano. There's also a soprano saxophone that's small, like this right here. And the differences are the same as you would have in a church choir. You got a, sax, a soprano saxophone, you got a high sing. Yeah, I was saying about the, uh, the saxophone player came and played this real nice solo off a song called Disco Jazz, Disco Dazz. And I was saying, well, there's enough bass players and guitar players in this town, I'm gonna get me a horn. Because you know? <laughs> there were no horn players around, I'm telling you. We did not have horns until my uh, last semester of the, uh, my senior year, uh, my junior year. 
so um, I had not even seen a saxophone except watching the Lawrence Welk show. So I never even seen one. So when I saw one and saw one guy playing one, I fell in love with it immediately. But to soprano, you kind of go through horns. You don't want to start off on a soprano. You can start off on a soprano, but the soprano is very, one of the probably the most sensitive of the, of the saxophones. It takes a lot of lip control, a lot of armature. So I did the path that most horn players do. You'll start off on the tenor or the alto. And then if you decide to work your way to a soprano. So this, and I, I, I love that sound of the soprano. It's, it's light, I can carry it around easily. So I just kind of fell in love with it. So soprano. Well, Mr. Green, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. uh, where did the name Street Genie came from? Was it made up by you or someone else? Well, I tell you, to be honest, I gave it to myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I've been a, a street musician, uh, started back in 77. And um, so after 20 years of doing that, I, I came up with a stage name for myself, Street Genie. Uh, don't get me wrong, I played the streets, but I, I played some other places too. There we go. Uh, just uh, over the weekend, I played in uh, West Virginia, a town called Buckingham, where they, are, they were having a, 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 a memorial thing because of the gas pipeline that's coming through people's property. And, uh, and, and uh, they're afraid that it's going to poison the water and all that. So me and some guys, we played for that event. And at that event, we had Dr. William Barber, uh, formerly president of the NAACP, and formerly vice president Al Gore. So um, I love the streets. I mean, I go do that gig and then come out and play on the corner. Because <laughs> I, I love that vibe very much so. Very personal playing on the street corner. Very personal. Well, you're a well-known uh, jazz musician, right? Um, Okay. What? Say so. <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe your playing style? Like what? What inspires you to play the way you play? I'll tell you from street playing. I can tell you real quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, the faces of people. I play off of what, what's what I see coming to me, and also the atmosphere around me. I try to not um, take over the atmosphere, but blend into it and become one with it, you know. Not the, the man that you listen to me, but just listen to me as you go along. And just kind of become one with my environment, pretty much so. Uh, I used to practice walking through the woods. Uh, I would listen to birds and the sound of water running through and try to be as one with that nature thing, you know not to run the birds away. Mm -hmm. Although I did go play in the, in a, in a, I did go play in a grave, graveyard one time and try and them at the birds and that wasn't cool because they ran me out of there. <laughs> I mean, they, it, it's like one of those after Hickok movies. <laughs> so you can, you can mess with the spirits in different ways. <laughs> so um, how do you select different artists to work with or do collabs with? on like concerts and workshops? Well, I guess I have to say 
uh, I, I love for them to have a good ability to play their instruments. That's very important. But that's not the most important thing to me. The most important thing to me is their attitude. Their attitude that they, uh, they know that the music is greater than they are and that we are servants to the music and to the people. So you, you get a guy with the kind of personality that says he loves his instrument, but he also knows that he's a servant so the music can come through him before his personality. His personality come through his instrument as well, but I, I, I really enjoy playing with guys that can melt and know that the ego over there and let the music flow through you, then we can all do this thing together. Yeah. So like, are you involved with uh, inspiring the youth and uh, what's called with your performance as an artist? And uh, do you have any plans to outreach programming in the future? Well, I'm a substitute teacher in Franklin County. Mm -hmm. And uh, whatever class I substitute for, I take an instrument with me. Mm -hmm. Whether it be a, a science class or a math class, whatever it is, I take an instrument. And uh, now when I come in and don't have my instrument, I got a problem. Mr. Green, where you going? You gonna play something for us? Um, I found out that learning to play music is uh, very much a disciplined thing. You have to sit down and stop whatever else you're doing to play music. You don't, you don't do that. You don't practice it today and practice it again next week. As my teacher, one of my teachers used to tell us, she said uh, at Central, Miss uh, Miss Diane uh, Davis, she said, um, "Music is a jealous lover. That is, you love me today, and then you go love something else tomorrow. We got a problem. You got to put it. You want you, you want to put God first, but that music got to be real close to it because it's uh, it's." Very personal thing. So, for as working with the youth, when I go to school and I work with them like that, like uh, I, I would tell them that to play music, you got to be disciplined. I used to talk to Donald Bird, was a teacher of mine at, at uh, North Carolina Central. Donald Bird is, uh, was a famous trumpet player. He passed a few years ago. And where I used to go to Mr. Bird, and I would say, Mr. Bird, uh, I'm trying to learn how to do this right here and, and that. He said, practice. Okay, so I go and I practice. And I come back to him again. I said, Mr. Bird, now I want to learn how to do, he said, practice. So I got to the point I would practice eight and 10 hours a day for years. I dropped out of society. I stayed in a place that was nailed up and snowed in one side and rained on the other. And I had one spot in there where I practiced and I practiced. And Folks would see me walking, going down the street, going to the store. I'm only going to the store. I'm like this here. You know, I just separated myself. You had to, sometimes you got to lose yourself to find yourself. And I would tell the students the same thing about discipline. You have to discipline yourself to play music and anything else that you want to do. You have got to be able to discipline yourself to do that. Thank you. Go ahead, Fred. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh -oh. And then um, give us a quick demo. Well, this is a soprano saxophone. This is a straight soprano. Like I said, they have them that's curved. And this is a straight one, which projects more out than the curved one does. But it's still the same. Okay, I'm gonna blow a little something on the bluesy side of it.
Funny sound was not a mistake. <laughs> that was a growl. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about your favorite recordings? Say it again. Can you tell us about, about your favorite recordings and what makes it particularly special to you? My my favorite record yeah. does it have to be my music? Could it be someone else's? Your choice. Really? Maybe oh. something that influenced you when you was younger. Uh. Well, you know, I, very young, like, I didn't really get into the sound of jazz because I just wasn't around. Like I said, I didn't see a saxophone until I was 17. So uh, we have to go into my 20s, okay? Okay. And that's when I got exposed to, to more of jazz. During the times I was at, at college, I got exposed to it, but to really start to get into it, uh, there's two musicians that I favor very much, and that is Miles Davis and John Coltrane. Uh, John Coltrane's album Love Supreme is probably one of the best albums that have been written. If you ever heard it, you can hear how spiritual it is and uh, the way that he approaches sounds and different sounds. Uh, Miles Davis, uh, can I tell y'all my, my almost met Miles Davis story? No my almost met Miles Davis story? <laughs> okay. Uh, I was living in Washington, D.C. And I was living out. When I say living out, it means I was homeless. So I'm walking around Washington, D.C., and um, I see a sign saying, Miles Davis in concert. And I was about 24 years old, 25. I said, now, I, heard, I heard that name before, Miles Davis. I'm not very familiar, but I heard it. I said, I'm going to go here and play. I ain't got no money. I can't pay, pay for a ticket, but I don't need a ticket because I'm, I'm a musician. I don't need to take to go see another musician. I'm going to go see the musicians. I'm going to hang out with them, with the band.
I got this long coat on. I got this cool cap on. I got sunglasses on, and I got a horn. I'm going to hang out with the band. That simple. So I go up to the place, Constitution. Uh, I think it was Constitution. Take the name of the building. So the lady that there ready to take the tickets, I walks up to her with my horn and my sunglasses and my cool hat, and I looked at her and I go. She looks at me. She goes. <laughs> and I go right on backstage. I hang out with the Dirty Dozen band. <clears throat> Miles, Miles Davis is on, is on stage. I'm backstage. I'm checking him out. And I need to mention, it, nothing's ever been the same musically for me from that point that I saw Miles Davis play. It, I found out it was all right to do it however I wanted to do it. If I wanted to wear sunglasses when I played, that was cool. If I, however I wanted to approach music, it was cool to do it. From watching Miles, where he was doing it. I said, when he come off stage, I'm going to talk with him, you know. So I'm, I'm laying backstage, and, and something took my attention. And when I turned back around again, Miles was just a few feet in front of me smoking a cigarette. And I say, oh, there you go right there. Let me speak to him. I grabbed my horn, which was leaning against my leg, to make a step toward him. When I made the step toward him, I looked right beside me, and standing right beside me was Cicely Tyson, which was his wife back in that day, right beside me. I say, Oh, <laughs> let me speak to her first. <laughs> but I made my move to speak to her. Her bodyguard just whiffed her right on away. I looked back around again. Miles was gone. But he did come to me in a dream and told me to keep doing the way I'm doing it. Be all right. And now so I take we, that. we have an online question. We did. We have two for you. Um, the first one is, what advice would you give aspiring musicians? Practice. Same thing uh, uh, Donna Bird told me. You have to practice. And you have to uh, be willing to separate yourself from other people doing other things. And they at the party and they go and do this and that. If you want to play music, you got you to give it up. I mean, that depends on how well you want to play music. For me, it was a total thing. You know, I told myself, I'm going to learn to play this horn if it means playing it on the streets. If it means that, then I'm going to do that. So you got, uh, for a young musician, you got to be willing to not go to the party, at least not every time. All right. Uh, the next one, uh, do, do you perform weekend events? Weekend events? Yes, sir. Every chance I get. <laughs> Just the question: Do you have any recent musical releases or events coming up? Say it again. Do you have any um, releases? Do you have any musical releases right now coming up or any events? Well, I have an event Saturday. Um, it's called uh, Molly's of of Great Hopes. Molly's is better M Y L E S. It's a um, it's a uh, benefit from the people of Kenya who's building uh, wells for different villages to, to uh, raise money to, to dig wells. Uh, it's here in uh, I think I got the website here for you. For those who want to check it out, it is the website of spelling that Miles, Miles, W Y L E S, of Great Hopes. And you can find out more about it, but uh, it's, it's sadly here in Mali. And 
Was it, was it two questions with that one? Yeah. Do you have any releases, musical releases coming up? Yeah, I, I got a tune. I got a tune I'm working on. Um, I was playing on the corner, and uh, I witnessed this police officer spoke real unkind to a probably a homeless guy. And uh, I said probably because I don't know what his situation really is. You can assume and be real wrong about that. So uh, the way he was speaking to him, asking him, can he, did he have permit to permission to beg? Permission to beg, and he really dug that in on him. So I've, I've been working on a song quite a while now about that. Uh, kind of inspired me to write a song. And um, what are some of your upcoming performance dates? Are you performing anywhere or well, upcoming uh, projects? Well, as I said previously, it's uh, Saturday. Mm -hmm. Saturday here in Raleigh. And the place, actually, the, the building itself is called the Knights of Columbia. That's the name of the building. It's, it's uh, here in Raleigh. Um, and early that same day, now I can't tell you exactly what this is, but it's also a, I'm doing something earlier that day, and this is uh, this is for the people that gotten killed uh, by police officers here in Raleigh. The, is, the event is built around the mothers and the families talking about what happened and what's going on with them. In my musical thing I've been doing, I've, I've gotten pretty much interested in justice mm -hmm. music and uh, being a part of movements like that. So my music is kind of swaying a little bit in the way of uh, uh, activism. We are winding it down. I mean, three o'clock comes really quickly. <laughs> so what I will say, if you would like to each of you quickly close the statements, if not, we'll let you do all the closing. Ready, Green? Close it? Yes. Tell us. Tell us. Close it. <clears throat> okay. If you want to give us one more selection, that would be great. But if not, I'll take the words. Go ahead. Uh, what about if someone wanted to book you? Could you mention that also? What's that? If someone wanted to book you, could you mention that also? Oh, yeah. You can definitely book me. Um, do you have a website? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Is that, that is freddygreen.com. Okay. And you got to spell it Freddie with the D D Y and Green with the E. Freddygreen.com. And I really appreciate you coming, and we're going to try to get you back. Maybe you can do a concert at Wake Tech. Or I think it would be great. Even if we live stream for students. So that is my plea. Let's get you back and let you really have a great interactive session with the students. And I'd like to give all of you a great round of applause for coming and doing so well. Thank you. It's on you. Oh, thank oh, okay. you. Oh, well, I'll tell you, okay. I don't have no mind. I don't have no problem playing my horn. I have problems when I don't play it. Uh, I'm going to do something now. This other thing was kind of bluesy, right? And I stayed within what they call a, a, like the family, a key center of a sound, like the key center. Your ear will go there. But now I'm going to go to a place where the music is going to be moving all around the place. You know, there's no key center so much. It's just a lot of half steps.
Come on.